Imagine, if you will, it is the year 2043 and you're the child of a small, poor family. You live in a small, broken-down house sitting on the coast of New Orleans. When you were younger, the ocean was your best friend, but now it is suddenly becoming your worst enemy. Because of the ocean, you have to move from a place you have always called home. For years, the coastline has slowly disappeared. The levees keeping New Orleans above water are beginning to overflow. This is all caused by something we can change, but nothing is being done. Welcome to James Studio's new podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it for ninth grade expedition in 2019. I am John Haynes, here with Emma Otten, Montgomery Cooper, and Aaron Bennett from the Franklin School of Innovation. Today we have a story on climate change. We interviewed Dr. Eggers, a professor of environmental sciences at the University of North Carolina at Asheville. Currently, our world is going through an unprecedented change. Globally, we are experiencing a rapid increase in temperatures. Glaciers and ice sheets are melting into the ocean. In the near future, coastal cities will be completely underwater. Asheville is in danger of climate change, too. We are here to discuss these problems and the ways the average person can help our world. However, first, what is climate change? Climate change is a drastic change in the average weather due to an abscess of carbon emissions that are put into the atmosphere. Greenhouse gases are gases which trap in heat and cause warming in the atmosphere. These gases lead to the heating of the Earth. Global warming is also attributed to an increasing rise in sea level over the past few years. This is largely attributed to the melting of glaciers because of overall heating. Dr. Riders. Because of climate change and glaciers moving a little faster than they have, many glaciers have cracks in them that they didn't used to have. And so these lakes can form in the summer, but then all the water just drains out the bottom to the bottom of the glacier and runs down, and it acts like a lubricant. So it actually makes the glacier move even faster, which makes the glacier crack even more, which means even more of the water that melts in the summer runs down through those cracks, lubricates the bottom of the glacier, makes it move even faster, crack even more, even more water's lost. So it's a positive feedback cycle of glaciers melting faster and faster. This cycle is what initiates ice caps and glaciers to move into the ocean, causing the sea level to shift up more and more due to global warming and greenhouse gas emissions. Currently, the average sea level rises by 3.4 millimeters every year and is only continuing to go up from there. Sea levels rise unevenly, and so different areas will have different increases of sea level rise. NASA predicts that in the year 2100, the sea will have risen 26 inches, causing many problems for cities in the coastal areas. Coastal flooding will affect many cities drastically. Many coastal American societies are at risk of being underwater in the next few years. Not only American cities will be affected, though. Many coastal countries all over the world will also be completely underwater. Agricultural-reliant countries along the coast, such as Japan, Vietnam, Mexico, and many Central American countries will be flooded, causing the crops to die as well. Along with crop failing and countries drowning, Eventually, the sea level will disrupt trade that takes place overseas. A lot of ports that ser service barges are only two to three feet above sea level, putting them in serious danger, and building new ports after these overtaken will be costly and release even more CO2 emissions into the atmosphere, which eventually will cause more flooding. 
some of these countries that will be underwater in the near future, like Japan and Vietnam, are some of the United States' major trading partners. We ship major goods such as electronics and fabrics from these countries. With sea level rising and ports in their countries being underwater, trade will be greatly affected. Sea routes will begin to shift due to a rising sea levels. Certain areas will have to be avoided due to shallow areas and shifting currents. Due to some or all ports being unusable, many companies will be forced to figure out a new way to import and export their products and raw materials that were once traded by cargo ships. Asheville will be just as much affected by climate change as cities that will be completely covered by water due to sea level rise. We will be indirectly affected by sea level rise. It won't actually come to us, but the people it displaces will come to us, and the economic effects it has will come to us. Flooding will destroy key highways, roads, and railways in the U.S. that connect cities with high-speed travel. Key junctions such as the Massachusetts Turnpike, Interstate 95, Interstate 75, and Interstate 10 will break commerce and travel across the United States. Destruction of these roads will directly threaten shipment of goods and services, eventually impacting here in Asheville. There are limited ways to prevent the sea level from rising. Suggestions include levees or flood walls similar to what New Orleans or the Netherlands systems of dams which have helped large portions of the area still to exist without being flooded. These systems will only work for a few years though due to the average amount of sea levels continuously rising. So as the sea level continues to rise, the wall we will need to build will be higher and higher. We've had some folks move out of their houses because high tide is flooding their roads and their neighborhood and it's difficult they have to time whether they when they travel with the tide so some people just eventually leave but we've seen more of this in areas outside of the united states for example in miami florida during high tide water comes out of the ground due to how high the water table is the water table under the ground rises with the tide leading to pressure around storm drains and pipes connected to it making water come up from the storm drains not only is the storm drain com uh, water coming up, the sewage pipes also get a lot of pressure on them, causing some of them to burst and come up out of the storm drains. This causes hardships to locals trying to travel at certain times due to their streets being polluted with water and sewage. So when we have to spend an enormous amount of money because of large hurricanes flooding the eastern part of the state, those businesses have to rebuild, people don't have jobs, that decreases tax revenue. And that means your school and my school, there's not as much money in the state for all kinds of things, roads, education, and on and on and on. So that directly affects us in that way that a lot of people don't think about. There will also be many people moving here. With damaged property comes the need for more money to repair them. This expands more government debt, causing either one, an increase in taxes, or two, increased spending on the debt, forcing more money to be printed. When money goes into circulation, its value decreases, causing inflation, which will continue to destroy our economy. In fact, by the end of the century, an estimated by Forbes states that a U.S. GDP, gross domestic product, will shrink almost 10% because of climate change instead of growing steadily like it has since the Great Depression. As the 2008-9 recession showed, if the entire nation is being hit by an economic crisis, Local areas such as Asheville will be impacted. Asheville continues to have effects from the housing crisis and the recession. And the recession was only a 3% drop. It's like a church bell ringing when you hit it. 
It continues to ring and finally fades away. A recession from climate change will cause the local economy to have a lasting depression. Unemployment and the amount of homeless people will go up dramatically. The streets will be flooded with people unable to find work. The governments would have to implement radical spending in order to fix the economy. Climate change is accelerating on average every year. And in the 2000s, we've had the vast majority of the hottest years ever on record with one or two exceptions. I think the main problem is that we have a president right now who is a climate denier and that does not serve the future of this country or this planet and certainly doesn't serve our economy. So carbon markets are coming, there's no question, and we are in a really good situation in Western North Carolina because of all of our acres of forest. So lots of landowners will have the opportunity to sell carbon offsets to other people and businesses. As seen with almost every major economic collapse in history, people will begin to migrate to more economically prosperous regions. People will migrate from rundown cities to ones that have a better quality of life, or even other countries with better quality of life. This will, of course, flood prospering cities with more homeless and unemployed people, creating more of a crisis. Not only will people be forced to migrate because of economic pressure, they will be forced to move because of the downright flooding of cities and regions. As previously mentioned, major coastal cities will be flooded to a radical amount. To provide an example, if estimated sea level goes up by 10 feet from its current position, the coastline will go inland around 10 miles. All of the flooding due to sea level rise is pushing many people out of their homes and into other states, countries, and even other continents. As many as 143 million people will be displaced by 2050 from the effects of sea level rise alone. People that leave their homes due to climate change related problems are called climate refugees or environmental migrants. This would be the greatest refugee crisis worldwide. There would be more people displaced than the amount of people who died in both world wars. Cities such as Orlando and Philadelphia and Baltimore and Sacramento and Boise and Salt Lake City, and Phoenix, and Columbus will have great leaps in population of the insane amount of people dislocated. Refugees, of course, will cause more economic stress that has already been created by the loss of major ports and population hubs. Local governments will have to find new funding for homeless shelters and relief, causing even more debt for local economies. As the cycle goes, with the more poverty, of course, comes more homelessness, and thus the cycle beats itself. The displacement of people because of climate change is one of the most concerning aspects of it. It will negatively affect the economy and environment of cities people are migrating to. In fact, climate refugees are likely to contribute to carbon dioxide emissions because of their relocation. It also isn't going to be in the future. It is already happening now. The Marshall Islands are currently sinking and the people currently living there are desperate to leave their homes. Many are trying to come to the United States and as well as other places. In Bangladesh, most of the country falls in low-lying areas. If the ocean rises only a meter, almost half the country will be underwater and around 15 million people will have to relocate. At a rise of 60 meters, the entire country will be wiped off the map. Not only in foreign regions, in Florida, Growing sinkholes and increased flooding in coastal cities such as Miami has been directly connected to climate change. 
It is very difficult to combat climate refugees and people fleeing their homes. The only way to stop this is by preventing flooding from happening or finding safe refugee homes for people elsewhere, where they won't be homeless or on the streets. However, this is a new and smart solution to help solve climate change. This system is called carbon markets, a smart solution that is new to the United States. Carbon markets are a possible solution to limit climate change and reduce the amount of carbon in the air drastically. Carbon markets happen when companies that might produce more carbon emissions than others want and they want to be responsible for those emissions. They can buy carbon offsets to even out their extremities of carbon emissions. They can either reduce their energy usage or for reforest some places that need it so that those trees can take the amount of carbon out of the air that the company is putting into the atmosphere. The European Union had a large carbon market that some of American states participated in. There are a few carbon markets in New England and in the West, but there are not any in the Southwest yet. Carbon markets are not very popular right now, but they will continue to grow and be more successful as, they, as more knowledge is gained. So they set it up to run for the first two years the best they knew how, and then they expected after two years for there to be failures and things that needed to be improved. And after two years, then they tweaked some things. Since carbon markets were started in the early 2000s, they're relatively new. They can't be expected to run perfectly in the first few years. The European Union's carbon market was so successful and because they didn't expect it to run perfectly in the first few years. Climate science predicts that we will have more extreme weather of all kinds. And some people don't understand this. It will be colder and it will be warmer. It will be wetter and it will be drier. We will have more high speed tornadoes. We will have more hurricanes on average than higher uh, level hurricanes than we normally would. So the average temperature of the planet will get warmer, but we'll also see more extreme cold weather than we have before as well. Carbon markets, of course, will not eliminate the need for regulation for carbon emissions, but it helps save the environment and force fossil fuel corporations to focus their spending on helping the environment instead of expanding to contribute to fossil fuels. It also c contributes to the reforestation of our world. Carbon markets have been implemented in a few regions and states in the U.S. so far. They have been extremely effective. Public awareness of carbon markets is also very low. Most at home probably have never heard of this before. Now that you have heard of it, you are probably thinking, why haven't we implemented this yet? The answer is because of minimal public knowledge. Carbon markets should be implemented in the United States, but the fact is people know little about them. Do what you can to spread public knowledge. It's that simple. Climate change is the biggest threat to modern society. Currently, around 97% of scientists believe that climate change is caused by man. Climate change will affect all of our lives in different ways. Some cities will be completely underwater. We have hot summers, colder winters, longer droughts, longer floods, harsher wildfires, larger hurricanes, less crops, less livable land, tremendous economic effects everywhere, all because of climate change. There is so much the average person can do to combat climate change. Even simple actions such as carpooling to get to a destination, or turning off electronics when you aren't using them, could make a difference. Simply call your politicians to help push for implementation of carbon markets. Turn off lights when a room isn't in use, or when there's enough light to work without lights. 
Tell your friends to do the same. The more people taking action to reduce the amount of carbon in our atmosphere, the more climate change resilience our world has. No time wasted and power saved. Leaving light bulbs on can cause more kilowatts of carbon emissions to be let into the atmosphere. You can also change your light bulbs to LED to lessen your carbon footprint. IHS Marquit, a London-based company that analyzes information and provides solutions for corporations, released a study that shows 570 million tons of carbon dioxide emissions were reduced thanks to the use of LED light bulbs. For every kilowatt of energy expense, there will be 1.6 pounds of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere. That's how much a light bulb uses in a single hour. If you turn off your lights, you'll stop hundreds of pounds of carbon dioxide from being released into the atmosphere every day. Do your part. Take action to stop climate change together. If we take action against climate change, we can save many people lots of money. If we take action against climate change, we can keep cities from going underwater. If we take action against climate change, we can change the future. This was James Studios with The End of the World as We Know It. And special thanks to Dr. Eggers for taking time out of her day to share knowledge with us. This was Aaron Bennett, John Haynes, Montgomery Cooper, and Emma Odd. Thank you for listening.